It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to Rico Bronia. The New York Mets split a four-game series with the Miami Marlins, and now it's go time. And now we all buckle our seatbelts, as Bob Murphy used to say, a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. I've noticed that there are two groups of Met fans. There's the panic Met fan, the Met fan that always thinks the sky is falling, and then the very confident Met fan, the Met fan who confidently will tell you how different everything is. Steve Cohen owns the team. They're going to win the National League East. There's nothing to worry about. And I got to be honest, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'd be completely lying to you if I gave you this reassured statement of, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Ah, don't worry at all. They're going to win this division. I know this series against Atlanta is scary, but don't worry about it. But I'm also not on the other extreme. Despite what was a very frustrating four-game series against the Marlins, especially really the last three games of the series, including the Keith Hernandez game, which we'll get into, I'm not telling you the sky is falling. I'm not telling you this team is going to collapse. I'm not going to give you all this negative crap, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous going into the series against the Braves because I think right now, for a few reasons, the Atlanta Braves are just a better team. They've played better over the last month. And I also think the the issues of this Met team can very well be exposed in this series against the Atlanta Braves. And honestly, it's been exposed over the last few weeks. Their offense is missing a bat. This offense is missing that big DH bat. And unfortunately, the timing is terrible because Jeff McNeil's going to miss this series. He's going on paternity list. And Starling Marte's got all sorts of injury questions around him right now with this groin issue. So you're talking about an offense that we already know is missing a guy, a mysterious guy that they need to add before the August 2nd trade deadline. And then you throw in the fact that you're taking away two All-Stars for different reasons. Obviously, Marte with the uncertainty around his health and Jeff McNeil because he's about to become a dad. The other thing that's got to scare the crap out of you is after Edwin Diaz, there's nobody to trust. And again, all of these things I'm describing, which we've known about for weeks with this team, I think was on display over the course of this four-game series against Miami and is a part of the reason why they walked away with a split. Because they are missing something offensively and because there really is nobody in this bullpen you could trust outside of Edwin Diaz. There just isn't. So we'll get to all those issues We'll preview this series against the Atlanta Braves. Take a look at what happened with the Keith Hernandez day on Saturday. My major regret about Keith Hernandez day and all the other stuff around this Met team here on Rico Bronia. But we start off with the fact that Thursday night when they opened up this series against Miami, it was funny. If you remember Pete, Pete Hoffman, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. After that great win against the Reds, I said to you, you never know. You know, maybe that win against Cincinnati kind of wakes up the offense. Maybe the way they close that finale against Cincinnati. I know momentum doesn't normally feel like it exists in Major League Baseball, but maybe that kind of opens up the floodgates for the offense. And for one day, Hoff, it worked. (laughs) Because on Thursday, J.D. Davis is hitting grand slams. The Mets offense looks amazing. James McCann is driving in a bunch of runs. And so 
When you look at the finale against Cincinnati, a game they needed to win and they pulled out of their ass, and the opener against the Marlins, at least for that 24-hour period, bro, here comes the offense. All is right with the world. Well, that lasted very shortly. But yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, listen, J.D. Davis definitely... I think I, I think he heard Tiki Barber saying Dom Smith had to be playing every single day, and that really kind of lightened hey. a, a fire under his butt. You know what I mean? You, you know what's funny? I Tiki was saying that, and I kind of agreed with him to an extent in that I wanted to give Dom, coming off of his performance against Cincinnati, I wanted to give him a start against the lefty. So I looked at the opener of this series against the Marlins and said, Daniel Castaño. I mean, that's that's not a good enough left-hander for me to say I got to sit Dom down. So I wasn't fully agreeing with everything Tiki said, but I went into the opener of that series saying, my one critique with Buck was, I want Dom in the lineup. And meanwhile, J.D. Davis had the game of his life. But as J.D. Davis is hitting a grand slam and ripping doubles and driving in runs, was there really any Met fan who sat there Thursday night and said, oh, see, J.D.'s the answer? No, it was it was like a Band-Aid effort. And unfortunately, when you look at this offense after the game Thursday night, it's kind of what it was. I mean, they they did nothing offensively the rest of the weekend. They got shut down Friday. They got lucky on Saturday. They got completely shut down on Sunday. The finale of this series against Alcantara and the Marlin bullpen. So it felt like Thursday almost became a, kind of a fluky type effort. And we just got to remind ourselves, even though Dom will have his moments and JD will have his moments, look what both of those guys did in the final three games of this series against the Marlins. Ungats, they didn't do anything. So when you get that nice performance by Dom or that nice performance by JD, look, we all want to enjoy it in the moment, but let's not act like, oh, see, they don't need to acquire somebody. You bet your ass they need to acquire somebody. I feel like that's a Mets fan flaw. Like, we're too busy sitting there going like, oh, Michael Conforto, I love that guy. He's got to be a Met for life. Give him all the money. Or Dom Smith or J.D. Davis. I like these guys. They have to figure, like, let them play more. It's like, eventually, at some point in time, you have to realize, they're nice players. I like them. But just because I like them doesn't mean I, I want them to play on the Mets on a regular well, basis. And you know and you know what we're at now? We're at the point in the middle of July where there's nothing that can happen over the course of a game or two that's going to change our view on what these guys are. You know, Dom has had his chance. JD's had their chance. And while in this moment the Mets are not calling up Alvarez, they're not making a trade for a DH today, I don't think there's anything that could happen, especially after just what happened after that moment on Wednesday and Thursday where you thought, oh, here's Dom and JD, here they come. And then the reality was over the course of the rest of the weekend, it was a reminder that they are what they are. So I don't think there's anything that can happen between now and the trade deadline that should change our view on what these guys are. So Thursday was great. They pound the Marlins. They take the opener of this series, and it makes you feel like, oh, great. Everything's turning after they win that game against Cincinnati. The one positive I took out of Friday's game was that Chris Bassett came off the injured list and really didn't miss a beat. I thought that was great to see. I mean, Bassett was all pissed off about the IL rules or the COVID rules, I should say, because he tested positive, self-reported, had no symptoms. They wouldn't let him pitch basically for two weeks. But I thought Chris Bassett pitched a hell of a game. 
And outside of Brandon Nimmo's home run in the third inning and Lindor's late home run in the eighth, boy, it was just nothing. And I think the worst part about their offensive effort on Friday, and this was a sign of things to come, is that they had opportunities. They had opportunities to score runs. And if you remember in Friday night's game against the Marlins, and I don't think anyone's going to remember this moment, but it's kind of small, and it was a sign of what the Marlins would try to do. The first batter of the game, Brandon Nimmo, had a ground ball with shortstop, and Miguel Rojas made an error. Okay, it happens. And the Mets had a gift to start the game, and then very promptly, Marte grounds into a double play, and it goes away. The Marlins would continue to play bad defense all weekend long, and in some cases, Saturday, the Mets would be able to take advantage of that bad defense, and in a lot of other cases, do nothing with it. And that was really the story of this weekend against Miami after they took the opener. They had a lot of opportunities, and they just couldn't take advantage of it. And it continues to be a running theme that their production with runners in scoring position, which was so good over the first few months of the season, has really evened itself out. Look, I I understand when you get shut down by Sandy Alcantara, you can kind of shrug your shoulders and say, I get it. He's a great pitcher. He's becoming a great pitcher. He's the Cy Young Award winner in the National League. But when you get shut down by the Miami Marlins bullpen, which is what happened Friday, and they spoiled a great effort by Chris Bassett, and then the Met bullpen kind of throws um, coal on the fire, if you will, when Drew Smith gives up another home run. I thought what you saw Friday, in a lot of ways, was everything that concerns you about this team. The lack of clutch hitting they've had recently, the lack of offense, period, the lack of production from DH, and then no one in your bullpen you could trust. Drew Smith was so good earlier this season, and even in the game on Sunday, he was lucky. He gave up a ball that I think Willett Dong said would be a home run in half the ballparks in Major League Baseball. The right, uh, the, home, uh, the, the fly ball to right fielder, what's his name? Jesus Sanchez. I think that's who it was. So that would be the issue all weekend long. A bullpen you can't trust. (laughs) Let's go to Saturday. And an offense that's lacking the big hit and lacking the production from DH. Now let me get to Keith Hernandez game. Keith Hernandez day, if you will. I got a huge regret. I have a huge, huge regret. Now I'm going to go to a lot of games this season. I go to a lot of games every season. But sometimes you got to make decisions in life, Pete. Sometimes you've got to listen to your wife. And my wife said, this is too much, all right? You know, it's a four-game series against the Marlins. You're going to go to two of the games. You're not going to go to three of the games. You're not going to go to four games. And so I made a decision to go Sunday afternoon and give up Saturday. A part of the reason was 4 o'clock game on Saturday kind of takes up the whole day. And while I love Keith Hernandez and have great respect for Keith Hernandez, I felt like, oh, I could miss Keith Hernandez Day. It's not like they're retiring David Wright's number, a guy I grew up watching. While, again, I have great respect for Keith, on paper, it seemed like a very suitable day to miss. And so I missed it. And I knew that. I talked about it on the air with Craig on Friday. And I sold my tickets. And I went to the beach. I went to Montauk on Saturday, a day trip. Didn't even stay over. That's like a three-hour trip. And I started watching the Keith Hernandez ceremony live. Uh, We had a TV we were watching. 
And as I'm watching the ceremony and I'm explaining who Keith Hernandez is to my son and my in-laws are watching it and my wife's asking some questions, I started thinking, why the hell did I not go to this game? Evan, you're a diehard Med fan. You got season tickets. Like, this is, this is the game you don't go to. And so my wife even said, have any regrets about not going? And, and like, she wasn't taunting me because my wife's very simple, which is you can go to games. You just got to pick your spots. You can't go to every single game. And there are certain games I'll tell her this is non-negotiable, like the playoffs or you know, some kind of opening day. But I, it was my fault. I was like, ah, Keith Hernandez day, no big deal. I could have easily said I'm not going Thursday. I'm not going Sunday. I got to go Saturday. I didn't do it. It's on me. So as I'm watching the ceremony and Keith's, you know, talking about his brother and he's talking about this current Met team, I think that was the moment I started to say, crap, I should have been at this game. When Keith put over this Met team, which I thought mattered, I was like, God, man, I should have been at this game. I was getting FOMO, major, major FOMO. 